Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How you come back? That speaks volumes, and we're gonna have a hell of a football team. Be great on three, one, two, three. Are you with me now? Say, you with me now? Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother! You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are coming back at you today for episode 64. The preseason is finally behind us, and we have got an action-packed show for you today. Welcome back to the show. If you're new around here, I am your host, Rhett. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan. And Evan, like I said, man, the preseason is finally behind us. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to watch any more subpar football, which is probably my biggest takeaway about the preseason being no longer here. Uh, but Evan, how are you feeling today, man? Feeling pretty good. Uh, it's a nice nice little Friday night here in Pennsylvania, so yeah, feeling good. It, it's all right here in Florida. Um, I mean... It's all right, man. Normally, I've got my I don't, trusty. We, we don't have a we don't have a hurricane on our way or anything like you guys. But <laughs> normally, yeah. I've got my trusty bottle of water with me. But all of these animals down here in Tampa cleaned out the shelves, so there's no water to be found, no gasoline. Um, the news really has a way of freaking people out about a storm that could potentially not be that bad. But if you're living under <clears> a rock and you don't know what we're referencing to, uh, the east coast of Florida is under siege right now, pun intended, uh, by Hurricane Dorian. It's a storm that's forming out there off of the coast. And right now, last I heard, it's going to be a Cat 4 at landfall. Um, Of course, that could change between now and tomorrow when this episode is released. But, of course, if you are in the Tampa Bay area or you're anywhere in that central Florida area, um, regardless of the outcome, make sure you guys stay safe and make sure you stay prepared. Just don't be a selfish 
POS who takes all of the gasoline and water for themselves because, you know, we've seen it before. You guys can survive mm. on two or three cans of soda a day, but once a storm hits, got to get all that water. So <laughs> regardless, if you're in Florida and you're listening to us, uh, stay safe during the storm. And, of course, we've got some Buccaneers regular season football on the other side of the storm. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to catch you up on the latest Tampa Bay Buccaneers news, and uh, we're going to talk about these last few preseason games that we watched. So last night, Thursday night, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. It was a pretty lackluster football game. I mean, that's preseason football. It's the fourth preseason that's, game. Yeah, so, I was about to say, that's the fourth preseason game. Yeah, that's... right around the third quarter is when you really don't know who's on the field. Uh, but it was a, a really big chance for a lot of guys who were on the bubble to step up and really kind of show that they deserve to be on this Buccaneers football team. And there were a few of those guys we'll talk about today. But the Buccaneers also made that first wave of roster cuts. So the roster cuts are on Saturday, which is... Ironically enough, the day that this episode is being released. Um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about the first twenty one guys that were waived or cut by the Buccaneers, uh, and then we'll talk about some guys who were on the bubble. And uh, of course, like I said, we'll catch you up on all of the biggest headlines. But I've got a list of names for you here. We're gonna break them down. There's some names on here you guys have heard of. There's some of them you've probably never heard of, and some of them I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce. Uh, but that's all good. So let's do it. Starting at the top of the list, the Buccaneers today uh, waived with injury designation. Wide receiver K.J. Brent. Safety Lucas Dennis, who we saw a little bit of the last two preseason games. Had a pick uh, it, last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver Matthew Eaton. Cornerback Devontae Harris, which is a name that's been brought up before. Um, kind of surprised to see him go, right? Well, I mean... He was on the team last year, and I thought he played pretty well. They they signed him from uh, from New Orleans last year about midseason, and uh, he he played pretty well for um, for you know for being uh, what he was. And they ended up re-signing him this year, and then he just yeah. I mean, but as we were talking before the show, that's you know the the bad part about him is I think he's solid, but that's what happens when you draft you know two corners yeah high. Um, I mean, because basically you had those first four slots almost guaranteed. Carlton mm-hmm. Davis, Vernon Hargraves, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Jamel Dean. You know, so that's tough for a guy like Devontae Harris. Yeah, yeah. So you don't like to see it, but unfortunately business is business, and uh, he is no longer a Buccaneer. Moving on, we have got guard Reuben Holcomb. Um, and that's another topic of this preseason is that backup offensive line. Did not what look super. Off of the line? Exactly. It's really hard to believe that they had guys lined up against the defensive lines that we were playing. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's finish up this list. Uh, following him is outside linebacker Farrington <clears throat> Huginen. Huginen. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Wide receiver Anthony Johnson, who had some highlights last night against Dallas. Uh, he had one catch that I remember. He caught it on like a little dump route, I think, from Testa Verity, and then took it like 15 or 20 yards. Um, but he had a highlight, but unfortunately, you're just not going to make the cut. Bucks are pretty stacked at the wide receiver position. Outside linebacker David Kenny, center Josh Laribius, who is the guy that we signed from the Saints. Uh, we talked about him a few episodes ago. He is no longer a Buck. Wide receiver Demarcus Lodge, inside linebacker Corey Nelson was released. Tight end Scott Orndoff, uh, offensive tackle William Poles, defensive lineman Elijah Qualls, offensive tackle Brock Rubel. Here's a big one. Wide receiver Spencer Schnell. 
You guys know Spencer Schnell. Twitter and Facebook have not been able to shut up about this guy. He had a really good game against Pittsburgh. One game. Um, and then after that, you really didn't see him show up. I mean, they stuck him in there for some returns every now and then, but he kind of he called fair catches that really shouldn't have been fair catches. So well, I don't think he got a fair evaluation at the returner position, but as a wide receiver, again, he had that one great game and then just kind of fell off. He didn't have a catch other than that. Yeah. Like he and and last night they did two like sweeps with him or whatever end arounds, but I mean, yeah, he didn't have a catch. Like I like everybody's like, Oh my god, I can't believe they cut him. Like and you know, some of these guys I feel like a guy like Spencer Schnell, um, and also a guy like Lucas Dennis. Um, those two guys I think are prime candidates for the practice squad. Um I, I think that they, they want to keep working with them guys and uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you'll probably you'll know pretty much the practice squad by the end of tomorrow. You'll know who's on the practice squad. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, guy like Spencer Schnell, it's just another thing. Bucks have basically three positions already filled on the wide receiver depth chart, and um, you know the the bad part is, you know, is he really better than Bobo Wilson, Justin Watson? Um, Scotty Miller, you know, yeah. even though neither one of those guys was spectacular, you know, Spencer Chanel had one game and like fans just recognize that one game and say, Oh, why'd you cut this guy? But, um, trust me, they're, they're not going to be regretting, uh, cutting Spencer Chanel. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I think some people get way too caught up in and that's why i'm glad well, they, we're out they, of the get, preseason. they get attached to a certain player and that's why i'm glad we're out of the preseason frankly because i've seen it a little too much but people get caught up on like one name or one guy and one guy we'll talk about as soon as we finish up this list i think you know well, who i'm talking about yeah and if and if they cut him which like i said it wouldn't surprise me but if they cut him the fan base is gonna like revolt so. it, but it's preseason man yeah, you know, exactly. You've got to exactly. you've got to keep an open mind that the names these are names that nobody knew before the first preseason game. Nobody knew yep. who these guys were in training camp, and that's no knock on them. They're playing games in the National Football League, which I have never done and probably will never do. But these are no name guys who are trying to make a name for themselves. And yes, they did have an impressive showing, Spencer Schnell against Pittsburgh uh, Week One, but that's about it. So you look at in the grand scheme of things, we're not going to miss out a ton by letting some of those guys go. So let's wrap up this list, and then we'll talk about some of the guys on the bubble. Um, we'll kind of predict that. So I left off on Spencer Schnell. After that, another wide receiver, Cortrell Simpson. Didn't see a ton of him. Uh, I think it was injury designation for him as well. Inside linebacker, Emmanuel Smith. Quarterback, Vincent Testaverde. Did I read that correctly? What? Well... Quarterback Vincent Testaverde Jr., but hey. uh, but yeah, Vincent Testaverde Jr. He, if I have seen any player get a fifty-fifty fan reaction this preseason, it was probably him. Because oh, the there only, were some people saying, commenting that they think he should be the backup, and other people were he saying, nope, voted, he's only going to be here for one game." He got voted Player of the Game against Dallas. I don't know why. <laughs> Nothing against the guy. Of course, it's really, really cool. And I know for some of the old school Bucks fans, it it brings back some memories seeing Testaverde in the pocket, so not, slinging not it to Bucks. Not some good receivers. memories, though. Yeah, yeah, not some great memories. Uh, but regardless, Vincent Testaverde Jr. He did not have that good of a showing. Now, to be fair to him, uh, he was kind of out of the loop. The Buccaneers let him go 
uh, last week sometime, and then they brought him back because of the Blaine Gabbert injury. Uh, well, it, wasn't, very... it wasn't last week. That was like, I I don't even, that might have been before the Pittsburgh game. That they cut Testa Verity. Yeah, like he hasn't been there for a little bit. I thought he hung around for at least a little bit, but. He he didn't, because I know he never played in a game. Yeah. Well, that's exactly and what. If, I, oh, okay. And, but, if, and if they had him, they would have played him. So. Well, that's exactly what I was uh, just about to get to was that he never did play into a game <laughs> up until this point. So uh, Ryan Griffin gets pulled out of the game last night against Dallas. Of course, you're not going to see any starters the fourth preseason game. Test of Verity goes in, has a pretty terrible first drive. I think it was like three handoffs, and then he tried to throw a pass to Tanner Hudson and floated it five feet over his head, and it was not a good-looking throw. Very next drive, he gets out there under center, drops back, fires a dart over the middle, and it's intercepted. Um, so basically what I'm saying, not a good showing for Vincent Testaverde, but this was a guy who came back and he kind of had to crunch a basic version of the playbook. So for him to step up and at least yeah. play, that's one thing. But it's unfortunate he doesn't make the team for uh, for some people. But either way, wasn't a great showing for Testaverde Jr. Sorry, maybe somewhere else. Uh, defensive lineman Stevie, uh, don't know how to pronounce his last name, Stevie T, Stevie T, Stevie T has been, uh, in and out of Tampa these past few years. Oh my God, he's been in and out of Tampa more than I have. (laughs) He was, uh, he hung around on the roster some of last year, I'm pretty sure the year before that. They brought him back this training camp to kind of fill up a body after Vita Vea went down, um... He doesn't make the team, which is unfortunate. But knowing Stevie T, like we just said, this is a guy who's found a way to stuck around. So he could be a practice squad guy, right? Um, I'm not sure if he's eligible. No, I'm really not sure. I'd have to check on that. Um, I'm not sure what the the requirements are because he was in the 2017 draft class, but I don't think he played all that first year. Um, so I'm not 100 percent sure what the what the requirements are for a practice squad guy. It's possible, but I'm just I'm not 100% sure. Okay. All righty. Either way, let's wrap up the list. The last guy, offensive guard, Selassie Uhatafe. Beat, beats me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one, but he's not a buck anymore, so none of my concern at this point. But there is your list. That's the first well, wave of... Also, um, Demarcus Lodge and um, Elijah Qualls were also, were also cut. I think Qualls was on this list. Yeah, Elijah Didn't Qualls. Yeah, yeah, I said both of them. Wide receiver no, you Demarcus. Did not. Uh, yes, sir. Wide receiver Demarcus no. Lodge and defensive no. lineman Elijah Qualls. Either way. No. Either way. I can't wait till this releases and I can just go back <laughs> and prove <laughs> and prove that, that you... I didn't say it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe because I, didn't. I, because I I wanted to bring and I mean maybe that's my fault because I wanted to bring up a point about Demarcus Lodge. You know, possibly be on the practice squad because, like, the guys like we'll get into this a little bit later. Because I have something on Scotty Miller, like yeah. the guys that normally get injured and miss some time, and like the like especially those type of guys, they're normally the type of guys that get on the practice squad because yeah. like the team wants to see them healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later though. Absolutely. So either way, there is your first set of cut by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, uh, today, Saturday, the day that you're probably listening to this is when the second roster cut will be. They've got to be down by 53. So you'll have a pretty good idea by the end of the day who's going to be on this team and who is not. But as of right now... But Bucks may be adding some people. Yeah, you never Um, know. Teams 
31 other teams are cutting guys. So I I honestly think they will end up adding somebody. Obviously, I'm not expecting a big name or anything, but yeah. I do think that they're going to end up maybe one or two offensive linemen, maybe a defensive lineman. Um, and then Saturday after 4 p.m., you're 53, and you can sign a guy like, like a few years ago when the Bucks signed T.J. Ward. That was all fine and dandy, but then – you have to create a roster spot for him. So they had to trade J.J. Wilcox um, to the Steelers for a draft pick to make room for Ward. So that's what just happens after Saturday at 4. Right. So let's move on now. That is your first wave of cuts by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, some more moves could be coming. Well, they will be. Uh, but some more yeah. roster additions could be coming. And this will be outdated, by the way. So. Exactly. So let's <laughs> get into this next segment. That will also be outdated by the time you listen to this show. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys on the bubble. And these are some guys who – Showed us enough to possibly make the team, but it really just comes down to what's needed most at that position. The first name I'm going to throw out to you is tight end Tanner Hudson. Uh, he had an awesome preseason. He was probably my preseason MVP on the offensive side of the ball because he just showed up where he needed to show up, had all of the clutch catches, kept catching touchdowns. Uh, but one fatal flaw about this guy is that he cannot block to save his life. He gave up an oh. ugly sack against Dallas. Uh, he's given up a sack before. I want to say it was against Cleveland. Um, and we talked about that on the show. He is an all-time talent, but he cannot block. Uh, what do you yeah, think about Tanner bro. Hudson? Just what you said. I mean, he's a pretty good receiver, but he cannot block. And I'm sorry, but when you're when you're not the first or second string tight end, you have to block. Um, and that's something that... It, if he could block, if he was a mediocre blocker, he'd be a lock to make this team. Right. Uh, but the the problem is, and a lot of people are saying, well, you can't cut Hudson. They're already counting him in. It wouldn't. I'm not saying it's going to happen because personally, I don't. I do think they're going to keep him because I texted you like I was actually going to predict that you know he was going to get cut. But all I told you, you know, it's kind of hard for me to say that when all he keeps doing is catching touchdowns because like. Look, five minutes after I sent that text to you, he he scored a touchdown. It's like okay, right? Yeah. Um, I think you so even that, threw it up on Twitter. You were like, you know, uh, something about Tanner Hudson. He can't block, but might keep him on the team because he just keeps catching touchdowns. So, I mean, I, I just I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's it, it's tricky because you you have a, a pass catching tight end OJ Howard, pass catching tight end Cameron Bray. Cameron Bray's not the best blocker. O.J. Howard's a pretty good blocker. But Tanner Hudson is bad. And Cameron Bray, Bray's not a good blocker. And Cameron Bray is a better blocker than Tanner Hudson. We also think so, a, a, another name at that tight end position is Jordan Leggett, who had uh, a pretty crucial touchdown against Cleveland. I, I don't know if he can block yeah, any well, better I, than Hudson. but uh, Yeah, I, I don't think Leggett is, is seriously. He'll be one of the cuts tomorrow. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't think... Or I should say uh, Saturday, since uh, when you guys listen to this, it will be tomorrow. Um, but anyways, yeah, personally, I think they are going to keep four tight ends probably because I think they like all clear enough. They got to have a, some type of run blocking tight end. So yep. that's just all clear is going to be that guy. And right now, all clear is injured. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. But um, yeah, it's just. I, I think he's gonna make the team. Just don't be. I wouldn't be shocked if Tanner Hudson was cut. And 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 if he is cut, they're gonna put him on the practice squad. He might get picked up. Oh well, that's how practice squads work. 
um, you'd rather him be on your practice squad than than be a, a, just a free agent. So right, um, you know. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think Tanner Hudson stays. Um, but yeah, gotta gotta block. Yeah, definitely. So let's go over some more big stars of the preseason. There's a few more names that kind of pop out and. I've got a good feeling about some of these guys making the team. This next one is on the defensive side of the ball. A dude coming off of a pretty crucial injury. That's linebacker Jack Sitchie. Uh, Dude, he was on fire against Dallas. He had a good, solid preseason. He showed up where he needed to show up, but he showed us what he is capable of against Cleveland and Dallas. Um I mean, he had four combined tackles in Thursday's game. He had a sack as well. They blitzed him right up the middle. And, I mean, he came screaming yeah. up the middle. Like, it. oh, my God. I posted I posted the video on the page, and Jack Sitchi uh, sort of, you know, you can add the post to the story. He did that with my post, so uh, thank oh, you, yeah. sir. I appreciate it. But, yeah, he's looked healthy throughout camp. He's coming <clears throat> off of a torn ACL. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do because B.A. already said that he's going to be a good addition to the team. He's going to help us out on special teams yeah. as well. So I've got a pretty confident feeling he sticks around and makes the team. Bucks draft pick from last year. Yeah, it. Yeah, basically a lock. Um, he wasn't, no. Two he years was, ago. Yeah, he was 20, was, was he 2017? I want to say 18 because he got, no, I, his I rookie year was, was the 18. year... His rookie year was when he tore his ACL, and that was the year that Quan also tore his ACL. He tore his ACL, I think, like same game as Quan did. He he did, but that wasn't his rookie season. I don't think. I, I'm checking right now. All right. You... Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. I think it was 17. I think. I yeah. I I it, I wasn't last year. I know it wasn't last year. Okay. All right. Here. Good. I mean, good for the kids. I'll see, like, I'll, I'll see if good. I can see if I can beat you to it. But yeah, he is playing. No, you cannot. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, good for him. Okay, so, yeah, he was seven. No, he was. Okay, well, what do you consider? Oh, yeah, he was a Buccaneers select Jack Sitchie, number 202 okay. in the 2018 NFL draft. Woo! Woo-hoo! Uh, yeah, he's played some good okay. football. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll see ya. I, I quit the show. I'm done. <laughs> All right. this, this is stupid. I'm taking my ball and going home. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, good for Jack Sitchie. Uh, yeah, oh, man, good for Jack Sitchie. That I was so confident. Um, <laughs> good for Jack Sitchie. But I mean, yeah, he came off that torn ACL, and he didn't start training camp off practicing, and he was cleared to practice shortly before the Pittsburgh game. Didn't play at all in the Pittsburgh game, and then played pretty well versus Miami. Then continued his strong play versus Cleveland and Dallas. So yeah, yeah I mean, Bruce Arians is all but confirmed i mean he didn't flat he didn't come out and say it um like oh jack said you made the team but it, like if, if he, you don't make if, if you don't make the team that means bruce arians is like a that's <laughs> that's a bad human right there yeah that means that means something <laughs> terrible must have happened those like last 18 hours because he you know the way he said he kind of alluded to he's gonna help us out this season so of course you hear that you're gonna think he's on the team but either way good news for jack Sitchie. you love to see it um Let's talk about another big star from the preseason. One of my favorite guys to watch, running back Dare Ogunbowale. Um, Best running back on the team? Oh, my goodness. It's hard to say. <laughs> he was getting some first-team reps in training camp. We saw it, but he's, what, 5'11"? He does not run like he's 5'11", 215, or 205, however much he is. He is a big, strong runner, 
And, uh, I, I mean, he's my lock for that third running back position. There's no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to get some regular season playing time, too. Like, like a lot of these guys, like, you see, like, oh, yeah, he might make – he might be, like, a final spot. Like, you might not see a lot of those guys. Like, back up off of linemen. Um, like, you know, like, obviously, like, if they carry three quarterbacks, um, defensive linemen, like, you might not see those guys. Yeah. Dare, you're going to see. Um, like, I'm not I'm not sure. You're not obviously not going to see him as much as you did in the preseason because, obviously, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones are going to be getting a whole lot more carries as well. Um, but you're going to see him on some probably some third downs. I don't think he'll be in first yeah. and second down, but probably on some third downs when, you know, they – they think Barber needs a little rest and maybe like a third and two. And I mean, third yeah. and two, you can, um, you can really, you can, you can really just, um, can utilize a guy like that. I mean, he's just, he's, well, just he's, he's, he's a good pass catcher and he's a good runner. So yeah, third and two is like perfect for that style of play. Well, so, and that's another thing too, is you kind of saw him last preseason. <laughs> they used him on kick returns and I, I want to say they lined him up for like one or two in the Pittsburgh game. Um, but you saw him a little more on kick returns last year, and that didn't work out for him. He stuck around on the practice squad for a year, as far as I know. Um, he's been around the Buccaneers organization, but this preseason, he really took a next step. And one of the things you had mentioned, uh, I think one of the most improved parts about him is he's a strong runner. But for as strong as a runner he is, he's a really good route runner and just a pretty solid pass catcher. He made some pretty impressive catches this preseason. Um mm-hmm. So that's pretty useful for a guy like that to prove that you can be utilized in whether it's a run play or a pass play at the running back position. That's pretty important for making the team. And uh, he's definitely my lock for that running back spot. But let's talk about the other two guys who are kind of on the bubble. I wouldn't say that, but Andre Ellington and Bruce Anderson um, comparing those two guys. I kind of have to say for me, Bruce Anderson did a little bit more to prove that he can stick around. Um, but you had also mentioned Andre know. Ellington isn't even practice squad eligible. So, yeah, but like, has Bruce Anderson does more? Has has he Bruce did Anderson more, done more? He did more against. He? he did more against Dallas uh, than I have seen Andre Ellington do this entire preseason. Now, Bruce Anderson, don't get me wrong, he didn't do a ton either. Has he. He came out, he came into camp like the most hyped up running back we had on the roster. And then Dari is still following him because he hasn't been good and people want to. I'm not saying I want to keep him around, but I'm saying he showed me enough against Dallas that maybe he's a practice squad guy because I I don't think the Bucs. Do you think the Bucs are going to carry four running backs? Four? Yeah. Yeah. And who would your fourth one be? Bruce Anderson or Andre Ellington? Uh, Andre Ellington. You can put because you can't put Ellington on the practice squad. That's the biggest thing. You right. can put Bruce Anderson on the practice squad and just have him for next year. And carry Ellington. Like, I don't think like, Ellington's that, a bad back, but like he, Andre Ellington has been more of a just looking at the box scores here. Andre Ellington has been way more of a receiving threat. Yeah, he's just he's threat. just a dump pass kind of guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's nice to have one of those. I, I, you know, if Ronald Jones can catch a football and move fast, that's one thing. Peyton Barber isn't super great of a receiving back, last I remember. Dare could catch uh, some passes, but I, I can't imagine how often they use him in that ability. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, everybody's like, oh yeah, you got to cut Ellington. He's not. They're not, for one, they're not going to do that because 
that's Bruce Arians' boy. Um, and you know, it's always funny. I didn't think Jaquiz Rogers was too good, but people didn't like their cutter, so they, you know, despised Jaquiz Rogers. I didn't like seeing Jaquiz Rogers on a football field. Well, and okay, but everybody really hate on Jaquiz Rogers and our cutter. Oh, there's cutter again with his boy Jaquiz Rogers. Why is it just? Uh, oh, Andre Ellington sucks. That's it. It's not. Oh, there's Bruce Arians with his boy Andre right, Ellington. Right. right? So no, I understand. The, it's the same exact thing. But Bruce Arians, I mean, Dirk Cutter's name isn't Bruce Arians, and this isn't, you know, Dirk Cutter already had a few years under his belt, I guess. But Yeah, Dirk Cutter's know, man, definitely just, not Bruce Arians. Let's make that clear. <laughs> I'd, I'd feel much more comfortable with Bruce Anderson on a practice squad and Andre Ellington. And people forget, like, everybody says, oh, he's got nothing left in the tank. He was okay. a starter at one point. I mean, he, he's, he, was, he has experience. He, on, on All or Nothing, that Amazon Prime TV show that – that was, you know, with the Arizona Cardinals, the 2015 season. He was their starter, and he got injured. Like, he was a good running back. Like, don't tell me he doesn't have it, because he's had it before, and he's shown at times. Now, not all the time. I know there's been a few times, like the Miami game. The Miami game was his worst game, I think. Um, he fumbled. There yeah, were a few runs that didn't really, no, that didn't really look that didn't really look very good. But, I mean... You know, we're talking about the fourth running back here. Like I said, the fourth running back is not going to get involved that much. Do you, like the only reason, like if Bruce Anderson hadn't been compared by some Bucks fans to David Johnson, well, that was so unfair. But if Bruce Anderson hasn't been hadn't been compared to him, they they wouldn't be having this discussion because everybody expected Bruce Anderson to be like David Johnson, and the second they saw Bruce Anderson do good. They were like, oh, man, yeah, you got to keep this guy, you got to keep this guy. Well, David Johnson was drafted in the third round of that draft, and Bruce Anderson was an undrafted free agent, so let's yeah. pump the brakes. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but let's talk about one more guy that caught my attention, uh, more so in this last preseason game, uh, but defensive lineman Pat O'Connor. Um he, he was used as an interior defender, and he played defensive end last season, um, and I think this year he was initially listed as an outside linebacker. Um, but he looked pretty good in the interior defensive line against Dallas. He even came up big for a huge sack. I think Shaq Barrett, Noah Spence, and Pat O'Connor basically all got there at the same time. Um, that's another name I want to talk about in a second. But Pat O'Connor, I mean, he's a solid guy. Do you think he's a depth piece they keep around? I'm pro- probably, and especially because... Um, Jeremiah Ledbetter was waived injured, so yeah. um, that helps his cause a whole lot. Um, I think he's solid. I mean, he had some potential um, when they first signed him, I believe, from Detroit's practice squad. I think, like, the end of the 2017 season or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's been around a little bit. He's decent. I mean, if you could find another depth piece cheap, I, I, I would look. Like, I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> like I, right. I threw out, I threw out the name on Twitter. Now he's more of a defensive tackle, but I threw out the name Willie Henry. Um, the Ravens just cut him. Twenty-five years old, had three and a half sacks in twenty seventeen, had one sack in twenty eighteen, but only played in three games. Um, went on IR around like October after he had um, sur. I, no, not surgery. It was something with a hernia. 
Um, he had something wrong with the hernia. They put him on IR, and now they just cut him. So, um, yeah, like if you could find somebody like that, I obviously, you know, you're not gonna say, "Oh, we got Pat Connor," but I mean, Pat Connor's fine. Like, yeah, but you you like Pat O'Connor? Sorry, Patrick O'Connor, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, O'Connor. But I I think that's something you like with the identity of this defense is just the big body guys in the middle. Um, Because if there's one thing that I can take away from this defense after the preseason, it's that you're really going to have a tough time running the ball against them. Um, The secondary is still kind of a question mark, but there were some guys who had... There were some guys who had a pretty good preseason in pass rush. Yes, I know that's what you were kind of alluding to there. Wow. How are you feeling about yeah. this pass rush coming into week one? You feeling a lot better if they had a guy like Javon Clowney? No, I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, I, yeah, obviously you would be feeling better, but don't, don't get started on that. Oh, that's um, hype, man. I'm not a Jadavian you know, Clowney fan. You're what? I'm not a Jadavian Clowney fan. I, okay, you just don't like good football players. No, I just I. Oh, no, it's fine. I, I I get I get your whole spiel. Man. No, 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 no. I'll say, I'll say this. He had like he had a pretty solid year last year. I think the year before that he started to step it up a little bit. But between then and the Outback Bowl that was played in Tampa when he had that one big play for South Carolina, he went into the league, was hyped up over that one play, and I didn't see him do much of a damn thing up until a few years ago. Well. He's would be the best pass rusher the Bucks have right now. Yeah, well, um, we'll find out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, we'll find out what his true colors are when he plays in Miami this year because we saw it happen with Indomitian Sue. You go to Miami, get to take it easy for the year. He doesn't want to go to Miami. He doesn't want to go to Miami, but he's not going to Miami. He's not, I don't think he's either going to go to Philly or okay. to Seattle, or or he'll just sit out. I'm going to feel like a real ass if when this episode comes out, basically every key point we talked about is going to be filled up. Like, he's going to sign tomorrow with someone, and it's not going to be any of the teams we just mentioned. Uh, it's going to be the Bucks. Yeah, And then this, totally. this whole podcast. It'll, will, be, a, it'll like, be a straight trade. We'll, stray, we'll trade uh, Cairo Santos to the Texans, and then they'll just give us Jadavian Clowney. It'll work just Cairo like that. Cairo Santos and, um, you know, like Bruce Anderson, because he's invaluable. Like, yeah, like, I mean, they might have to give something back. Like, the Texans might. They might feel so bad. They'll give us us back Brian Anger. I think they just released him today. For just Clowney? No way. (laughs) Bruce Bruce Anderson, guys. Come on. He's the best back on the team. David oh, Johnson. No. Oh, can't treat man. This guy. Oh, Cannot man. This guy. Evan, Evan is joking. I don't know if anyone can say. Someone's going to like turn this on and skip to around oh, the yeah. uh, 34 minute mark, and they're going to say, What is this asshat saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the dumb fanatic headband on. Zoe's <laughs> losing 6 1, by the way. So, woohoo. That's fun. Yeah. Um, fun. So, yeah. Anyways. The pass rush is still, eh. And, but I'm going to get into a point here. Didn't know what you wanted next. I wanted to get into a point, though, that has sort of concerned me maybe a little bit more in the pass rush. So you, okay. if you wanted to what you wanted to do. No, yeah, um, I, figured, I figured we would transition from some key players to basically uh, the biggest thing that we took away this preseason. One of the okay. things that I said was the, def- uh, was the defense and the run defense that they have. Um, so that's a big takeaway from this preseason that I've seen, especially with the depth that they have. Um, kind of makes me feel a little bit better playing against the run. 
But uh, but yeah, toss something out there. What you got, my man? So I've been a big fan of this man, and like there was a player that a lot of Bucks fans wanted that I didn't, and this guy was picked instead. And that's Sean Murphy Bunting. Oh, Sean Murphy man. Bunting has not been good he, at all. Like he, he did not have a very good preseason at all. He he looked just lost against Pittsburgh. And, you know, the shame of it is he played at Central Michigan. Central Michigan is not the NFL. The teams they are playing are not the Dallas Cowboys. Um even though you're playing against third stringers and stuff, that's still probably better than anything you played. Yeah. Uh, so, and and a lot of people bring this up. Cornerback is a tough position to develop. Just like we were saying a few, I believe we might have been talking about Murphy Bunting, or maybe Hargraves we were talking about. You know, like you said, Rondé Barber, like, he was afraid he was going to get cut after one year because he was so bad that first year. Yeah. Like, he was just awful. And, and now he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. So cornerbacks generally take a little bit to develop. Do they take as long as Vernon Hargraves? No, not really. Hargraves hopefully breaks out this year. But normally year three is when you see a cornerback take that next step. Yeah. Years one and two are really like learning years. And right now, you know, you're looking at a guy who has played at Central Michigan his whole career and is just now in the NFL and the game is way faster. So I think he's going to be fine. But he's not good. Has I mean, maybe not not good, but hasn't been good. So, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, he could be a starting nickel. I don't think so. Um, I don't know what this team's going to do. Uh, I guess Carlton Davis, Vernon Hargreaves on the outside. Jamel Dean? I, I don't know. That is... Jamel Dean did not look super good against No, Dallas. he wasn't good, but no. he was. <laughs> he's probably the best. Dude, this draft class, not going to lie, the, the defensive backs have been a little underwhelming. I mean, Mike Edwards didn't play that much. He was injured. So. Yeah. Um, but the three defensive backs they took, Jamel Dean was injured, missed the first game, played pretty good against Miami. Um, and then, yeah. Also, well, something I just thought of with a defensive back. Yeah. Does Devontae Harris get cut today if he actually catches those two interceptions? Uh, No, he doesn't. Okay. No, he doesn't. I, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if he catches those two dropped interceptions he had, which hurts, man, that really does hurt because I'm also two. That's his minor concern. This team, why does this team have trouble catching the football on defense? Like, yeah, we saw it with Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean. I think Kevin Minter dropped one. That's gonna cost them a game one of these times. Like they're gonna like a regular season game. Like yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be down there with. 30 seconds left, down four, and, you know, Vernon Hargraves is going to the ball right into his hands and drop it. Next play is going to be a touchdown. Like, that's going to cost them. That, if they don't get that fixed, yep. like, I don't know how to use a jug machine. Like, if they don't get that fixed, that's going to come back to bite you eventually. Like, oh, yeah. If you get your hands on the ball, you got to catch it. Yeah, and, and, I mean, that's something else we can look at with going back to what you had said about the rookies, you know. Part of me wants to equate it to, well, you know, these guys just need to get some action. They need to get their feet wet because you think about Vita Vea. Uh, he didn't really have an opportunity to go through a full camp, a full preseason. He had to play uh, quite a few games before he really started to look like first-round potential. And I know you said that cornerback is a hard position to develop, but 
when you've got that many rookies back there and they're all kind of looking underwhelming, definitely makes you not feel super great about the position. But yeah, Sean Murphy bunting did not have that great of a preseason, so I, I start to worry about it in that sense. But uh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll, time will tell. I, I hope. Yeah, yeah, really. Obi's good for for his sake, but um, had some had three. I, I think you you might want to maybe move on here because we had three pretty key injury updates on yeah. some three pretty key defenders. That if the Bucks <laughs> were without all three of these guys for the rest of the season, they'd be in big trouble. So absolutely. So we have got some Tampa Bay Buccaneers news. Let's talk about the good stuff because we talked about how nervous we are about this young secondary. Some of the guys who were underwhelming and some of the guys who were going to be washing dishes at the Cracker Barrel next week. Um, let's talk about some good news. And first and foremost, Buccaneers informed everyone today that Levante David <coughs> is going to be ready to go for week one against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that helps us out a ton, dude. I, yeah. I, I'm excited about Levante coming back. Well, when your best player on defense is able to play in a game, it's going to help. I mean, <laughs> you know, and... The, a lot of people were, were sort of mixed on it. They're like, "Is he gonna play? Is he not?" I, I wasn't. I was always gonna wait. I, personally, I wasn't sure if he was gonna play. Yeah. Um. Because, like they said, like they're hopeful to have him back week one. That's not very confident. You're not confident right. to have him back week one. Um. Now, I did think that either one of Levante David and Via or Via Vea was gonna play. Notice how I said or. Yeah. That means that I thought only one of them was going to play. So that means that Vita Vey is not going to play. I, I'm not saying that I'm just, but you know, he is. If, our if, ne- he if, is- if I only have one or two, one out of two of them playing, and Levante David's basically always already confirmed, you know, he still has to practice on Tuesday and not have any setbacks. Let's, yeah. You know, it, let's it, make that clear. He's got to ease into everything going on around him. It is a much faster pace atmosphere when yeah. you're going from the preseason into the regular season. Uh, but another bit of news, a name that you would just mention, Vita Vea, who oh, initially we thought was going to be out until about week three, week four. He was warming up before the Dallas game last night. So yeah. Bucks didn't come out and say that he's going to be ready to go week one, but a really, really, really good sign for him because he had, what was it, an MCL sprain, I believe? If yeah. I remember correctly, yep. those are iffy. They're kind of like hamstrings. They can go when, one way or they can go another. Um, when is this guy going to play in a full preseason? Like, <laughs> It really like, would have helped him out, especially because we had seen him take such a big step at the end of last season. He was almost dominant in times last season. And, you know, he had a, had a nice training camp going. It was his first training camp where he actually like put the pads on stuff because it was the either the first day or the day before they put on pads that he got injured last year. Yeah, had to miss the entire preseason and the first three games of the regular season. Yeah, now you know his status is still in question for Week One. Wasn't really able to play in the preseason. I mean, I believe he played that first game in Pittsburgh, then got injured. So, um, yeah, I just I feel bad for him. Like he can never play preseason football and. A guy like him, I feel like, yeah, like you said, he could really, really use the the experience. So yeah, it sucks, but hopefully he's back week one. Yeah. Um, personally, I I don't know. I, I don't know if he's gonna be. 
I mean, even if it's not week one, you know, one of the biggest things we took away from his injury initially was he's not going to be missing a ton of time. Um, And I feel like that's kind of confirmed now that he's not going to be missing the first half of the season. At worst, he's going to miss the first quarter of the season, which, of course, those are crucial games to get you set up for that terrible road trip the Bucks have to take. Um, but even if he's back by week two or at the latest week three. Yeah, I think still, week three is probably. Uh, it's still enough for him to kind of ease back into that position, which isn't too bad of a thing. Uh, we've got two more player injuries we can go over here. So Vita Vea still kind of a question mark, but he's making some good progress initially. Levante David back for week one. Another guy who was supposed to play against Dallas, did not play against Dallas. That's safety, Justin Evans. Uh, That's pretty crucial. And, I mean, the reason he didn't play is because he was having some soreness and the Bucs wanted to... And his Achilles, which isn't good. Yeah, he's been dealing with that weird toe, foot, heel, whatever the hell you want to call an injury for so long. Just cut off his entire leg. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, he'll go Shaquem Griffin. We'll just give him one of those robot foots. Anything below the knee, he's got to cut because (laughs) the dude's just cursed. Yeah, that part's rough. Uh, But Justin Evans playing against Dallas would have been huge because he's already kind of like on the bubble for starting week one. Even if he's ready to go, he's not going to start. I think yeah. depending on where Ed- Edwards is at, I don't know where he's at. But Yeah, well, can we just kind of say really fast? Yeah, go Bruce ahead. Bruce has had an awful timeline for injuries. He said Mike Edwards is going to be out six or seven days. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Um, well, Scotty yeah, Miller, he, he, he had that hamstring injury Scotty all Miller. preseason. He said, he said Nick Fitzgerald. We'll, be, we'll miss three or four days. He was out all training camp in preseason. Like, what kind of, like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. I, he has to know. Like, there's no way you can actually know. Oh, yeah, there's no way you can actually think, oh, yeah, Nick Fitzgerald, okay, yeah, he's going to be out five days. No, there's you have to know. Like, yeah. Come I mean, on. you, you know, got to know me, this injury serious, man. Part of me wants to think that one of the things we've learned about B.A., and I mean, people already knew this because of his years of coaching, but uh, he's just a blunt guy. He's very honest. He's very wow. blunt. Not very honest about injury reports. <laughs> exactly. And I think what that leads me to say is that maybe he just calls him as he sees him at first. He goes, oh, yeah, you know, he walked off the field under his own power. He'll be back in a week. And not to say that he hasn't dealt with injuries like this before, but it does get you concerned when he says a guy's going to be back on a certain timetable and that he's not. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. A little sidebar here. Um, I was looking on Twitter, and uh, USF is playing Wisconsin. Oh, USF's it's not pretty, is it? Dominated by Wisconsin, but the Wisconsin's wearing the red jerseys. Brett McMurphy, who's the college football insider guy, tweeted at ten o two p.m. It says, "In a rarity, the team wearing a red is actually winning at Raymond James Stadium." Oh, Sheesh. stop it! Well, you know the Bucks <laughs> don't wear red at Raymond James, so that can kind of nip that in the bud. Bucks well, are usually wearing white at Ray J. Last last home game, what they wear? Uh, I don't want. Bring it back, baby. They won that game. They won that game three and one in the preseason. By the way, let's oh, talk about great. yeah first, this preseason first winning one. season, winning preseason record, eleven years. Oh, dude, two thousand two thousand and eight. And of course, <laughs> you don't want to hype up going undefeated in the preseason. Uh, I'm glad they lost one, especially uh, that game against Pittsburgh. I don't care if they lost all four. 
I don't either. Did you? It, did does, you, it doesn't matter. Did you see the video of the Bills today? Like them reacting. Oh my god! <laughs> no, and I, I saw the one. I'm sorry, I don't really like to do this. Buffalo fanatics, right? That it's a great page, right? Bills fanatics, whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't even. They're hype. They're like four zero. This team is special. I'm like. Dude, Do you remember like, when the Cleveland stop. Browns went 4-0 in the preseason and everyone was selling t-shirts and getting so excited? Yeah, you remember when the Detroit Lions did the same thing in 2008, <laughs> went 0-16? And their quarterback got into a safety after he stepped out of bounds? Oh my god, that's one of my favorite highlights ever about that team. He's rolling back into the end zone, Interlasty, steps out, and I think it was, I, I think it was, uh, who was it? Was it Kyle, or oh, what was his name? Orlowski, former Buck. Buccaneer. Okay. All right. Yeah, he was their he was their backup two hundred twelve, I think. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the um God, what was the name of the lineman that played for the Vikings? Was it Kyle Allen? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Jared Allen was in that highlight as well. But what I'm trying to say, this Buffalo Bills video, you would have thought they won the Super Bowl when time expired and they went four and zero in the preseason. Uh all I've got to say is it's probably the most excited Buffalo fans are gonna get all season. Well at least they have Antonio Brown, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this last injury update, and then we will preview the San Francisco game a little bit. Uh, this is a name the Bucks fans have been concerned about all offseason. That's Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, we got a little bit of an update. He's got solid recovery. I mean, he's he's on par with where we thought he was going to be. Um, but the Bucks put him on the reserve non-football injury list. And uh, what that means is he's going to miss the first six weeks of the pre or uh, first six weeks of the regular season, no matter what, which puts him at a timetable of maybe mid October, November return, if he even plays at all this year. Yeah. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul suffered a cervical fracture in his neck during a car accident in May. Uh, he's going to miss the first six weeks. Like I said, he's shown some progress, but the Bucks put him on the reserve non-football injury list. That basically means, like I've said three times now, he's gonna miss. Uh, he's gonna miss the first six games. But after week six, the Bucks have up to twenty-one days for Pierre Paul to be activated, yep. or he's gonna be out for the season. Uh, he can be cleared to play immediately in the final ten games if he appears healthy. But he's probably gonna need some time to get back in football shape. Yeah. So well, let's week, just week seven. Week seven, they got the bye week. Yeah. Which helps. Um, I mean, well, maybe not in his case because he don't really practice that much short of five week. Yeah, but so, it, 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 I, mean, I mean, it's hard for me to believe. Case, it might not help. But, it's hard but, for me know. to believe that even if there's not a group practice, if he's cleared for football activities, uh, he's going to be, be doing, doing some. Yeah, yeah. He, he, these guys all have private trainers. Freaking um, Domica Sue spent most of training camp up in Oregon working out up there. Um. So. Also, Wisconsin's wearing white, so they're not even wearing red right now. Obviously, I know their color's red, but, you know, screw you, Brett McMurphy. Um, <laughs> he duped you, didn't he? So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I still don't know if Pierre Paul's going to be back. Like, really don't. Like, I think if we see him play football this year, it will be at the early it will be if the Bucks are making a playoff push. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a big thing. If if they're zero and six when Week Seven rolls around, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to rush him back. 
Like, right. And I, but and I think regardless of where they're at in the standings, though, the earliest that he can play is probably like week nine, which is against the Seahawks because they play week eight versus the Titans, week nine versus the Seahawks, then come home to face the Cardinals, and that's like that's the end of the brutal road stretch. So I think that's probably the earliest he can play is probably week nine. But you got to think like you're not just going to throw him out there. So right. week seven he can come back practice. Week eight that week he can practice. Week nine and he, I'm not saying he's going to start. Like I'm saying, like maybe get him, you know, 10, 15 snaps on week nine and then just ease him into a week 10. Then week 11, if he's feeling good, he can be like a full starter. But yeah. um, if, I mean, what a boost that'd be, right? Yeah. If, no, definitely. If, if they're, you know, if they're in a playoff push, just like you said, um, and you can, that's like a trade deadline addition, basically. Yeah. If, oh, he yeah. Can come, if he can come back at full health, and obviously he's not getting. Uh, you know, 12 and a half sacks this year like he did last year. That's just, that's not going to happen. Not with him missing six games. Yeah. Uh, but if he can come back, give you five sacks, you're happy with that. Five sacks, and let's say he plays nine games, five sacks, nine games, you take that. Five sacks, and uh, we'll say four sacks in the postseason just to oh, be wow. courteous. Yeah. And then he'll set a Super Bowl record for sacks whoa, in that whoa, game. Whoa, 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 so, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right after the Bucks, right after the Bucks trade Bruce Anderson for Jadavion Clowney, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So there is your Buccaneers injury news. Of course, Wednesday coming up this week is when the official injury report for Week One drops. I'm so. What else excited. is coming Wednesday, Rhett? Brand new episode of CFP. What is it? Oh. Oh. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, well, I didn't know. If you guys don't know, me and Evan are in a little bit of a fantasy football league, and uh, I'm kind of good at it. Rhett's kind of not. So, um, I, I had a solid year, uh, dude. You drafted Le'Veon Bell, and then no, 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 no. Here, you're interrupting me because I, I don't talk about last year. I kind of wiped hey. that one off of my record. You said uh, you had a solid year. I had a solid year two years ago. Two, oh, that's like two years ago. That's hey. like saying. Whatever. That's like that's saying, like saying the oh, yeah, I was, I was all state. That's like so a, a guy at a bar. Like he's like thirty years old, but he's bragging about like he went to an all star game in high school for football. Like and he and he's like he's like watching the TV. He's like, oh, see that guy? I could do that. Like, yeah, man. I I remember this one time I beat a double coverage and then I blew yeah. up the running back in the backfield. Like I'm I'm sure. You, and then you woke up. Like I, I'm I'm sure. And then coach, um, and then I went to the sideline, and coach said, "Get back in there, boy. We're playing you at tight end." And then I caught the game-winning pass in the state championship. I, play, I didn't take a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there the whole. I even kicked the game winner. Coach and said, the next you know, I was the punter, the kicker. <laughs> I was everywhere. You better believe it. <laughs> the opposing quick. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's your Buccaneers injury news, and of course, the official uh, the, <laughs> the official injury report dropping Wednesday, and the Cannon Fire Podcast Fantasy Draft is on oh, Wednesday, okay. so uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm live streaming it yet, I probably will, but if you guys are here with us on YouTube, make sure you check that out, that'll be streaming live, it'll be a great time, something we do every yep. year. Can't wait to see Rhett pick, like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, he's going to be my first overall. Yeah, and Jerry Jones said he's going to miss some time yesterday. He's probably going to and, miss more than the season opener. And, and and you can you can sit you can sit at that bar with uh Steve the ex football all star and 
just talk about how you drafted Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, man, two years ago I drafted Ezekiel Elliott, and he single-handedly won me all my games. I didn't yeah, even. Yeah, yeah I, you know, ten, ten years ago I played against Zeke Elliott. <laughs> I, I didn't. I I I I I, I, I stripped him. You know, I got I the ball even, from him. I didn't even need a flex player. He just got me thirty points a game. Um, so let's preview this San Francisco game before I. Get yeah, we track. have an actual football game that counts. The preview. <laughs> the Buccaneers so. have a football game that counts, and we're gonna talk about it here on the show for the first time in like nine months. And I'm Speaking so of San Francisco. That's where the All Star game was at. I am so hyped for this football game. The San Francisco 49ers are coming to town Sunday, September eighth. It's gonna be a 4:25 p.m. kickoff. I hate uh, those, I, by the way. I I I hate it because I'm gonna be working. I work oh. from six to eleven that night. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I'm gonna be running the board in the 102.5 The Bone Studio. I'm gonna see if I can't try and turn on one of those TVs and catch the second half of the game. But um, wow, well, what if you turn it on? It's like 35 nothing 49ers. No, uh, I'll, I'll turn it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. This is a very exciting game. We kind of previewed some of it on our season predictions show, so if you want to hear some more in-depth, make sure you go check it out. It's actually almost to 1,000 views. Um, but let's talk about this San Francisco 49ers game. This is a team coming in uh, that really isn't that great of a football team. you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who looked pretty terrible this preseason. Lots of interceptions. Um, you've got a defensive line that's pretty solid for San Fran, and I think it's going to be a test for the offensive line that we've got, which is, of course, a big topic of conversation coming out of the preseason. Uh, but other than that, you've got Quan Alexander, who's going to be returning back. He's going to try and be healthy, uh, and he's going to try and play to the what, best what, of his ability. And What's their nickname? The Hot Boys? Who? The 49ers? You didn't see that? No, Quan dude. Quan Alexander... Like nicknamed the 49ers linebacker, like the Hot Boys or something. Stop but it's boys it! With, it's boys with a Z. Stop it! Are you yeah. kidding me? No, no. It's a look it up. It's a real thing. All the right, Hot well, Boys are coming to Tampa. Baby. All right. Well, yeah, the Hot Boys are coming to Tampa, and we better have an answer for them. But uh, if we can, long story short, this football game, I've got the Buccaneers winning it. It's not going to be a shootout. What's the score? Uh real, real quick, we're on the spot. What's the score? This is going to differ from my season predictions, obviously, but I, I want to say 24-17. Okay. Maybe 24-14 because okay. San Fran will miss a kick or something. I don't know. All right. Who who scores the first touchdown of the Buccaneers season? Chris Godwin. Okay. From yeah. Jameis Winston? From Jameis Winston. It'll okay. be that dump pass that we saw against Pittsburgh and saw it again against Miami and Cleveland. All right. All right. Who... Do who? Okay, does any Buccaneers get any interceptions? Oh, Just, you really put me on the spot here. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I think multiple Bucks get interceptions. Ooh. I think we get. I think start we get. The, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, start the Bucks I fantasy think, defense. I, I mean, think the, 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 we wait, get. Wait, wait, time out. The Bucks. I said the Bucks fantasy and defense. Start <laughs> the Bucks defense in fantasy. There we go. You got it. I think we're going to see multiple interceptions. I think Jimmy G is mm. going to be unfortunate. Maybe one of them won't be his fault, but I think mm. he'll try and force a throw that gets tipped up in the air and somebody mm. comes down with it. And I'll say that someone is Jamel Dean. Ooh. And then the second one is Vernon Hargraves, who gets it, who gets it one-on-one, -on -one, kind of like he did against Pittsburgh, even though it didn't count. 
Very spicy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Her heart is actually doing something in a regular season game. Wow. Who would have um, thought? Yeah. I don't know. How many dropped interceptions do you think are now? Uh, maybe one from Jamel uh, if, 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 there, if there's <laughs> one, that's, that's bad. If there's um, one, it'll be Jamel That can never happen again. Uh, Jamel Dean, if you ever drop, because I looked on the film, they, he he was gone. Those have been a pick six. Yeah. Um, the only person that might have caught him was that receiver, and no, um, I just don't think they would have. Um, yeah, if you do that again, buddy, I, I don't know what else to tell you. But that's why they're cornerbacks and not wide receivers, right? So you'll have to answer if you do that again, buddy. You'll have to answer to Evan in those hands. He'll be waiting uh, for you outside the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm looking like the Karate Kid right now with this thing on. Yeah, you don't want to mess with me. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm messing with The two sets of eyes staring at me right now are really unsettling. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like no matter where I move, like, the fanatic <laughs> eyes are just following me. Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Always got to keep an eye out. Um, always got to stay alert, you know? Um, anyways, I, I think the Bucks are going to win this game as well. Um, like you said, though, like, the 49ers have a pretty good defensive line, and the Bucks' offensive line did not. The greatest, maybe. Um, so that could be a concern. Um, the 49ers secondary isn't great. I think they had like two hundred. I'm not joking. I think they had like two interceptions or something all last year. I read that somewhere. Uh, maybe you, they has to be more than two. Can you look that up really fast? Yeah. How many interceptions the 49ers defense had last year? Yeah. I feel like it has to be more than two. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I think that. It's going to be a lot like last year's game. And if you remember, last year's game was kind of slow at the beginning. Buccaneers came out and, and scored a touchdown on the opening drive. But after that, there was a few uh, just meh. And then I believe the 49ers scored a touchdown, missed the extra point. It was like 7-6. And then Buccaneers kind of broke it open. Um, I, I don't think the Buccaneers, I believe they won that game like 27-9 or something. I don't think they're going to win 27-9. Um, I, I think you're right on the right track. I was going to say like 24-20. Um, Buccaneers going to win. Um, I think James will play well. I think, uh, I'm going to say two touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. One interception off a tip pass by a linebacker. It's going to be like right into the corner's hands. Okay. Because he's going to try, he likes to try and float the ball over the linebacker's fingers sometimes, like down a seam. And I feel like it's going to not be good this time. So, and the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw one interception and it's going to be to none other than the returning man, Levante David. Oh, I like that. I I think Levante David has a chance to maybe not get more interceptions this year, uh, but his sack total is definitely going to go up. Also, Noah Spence is going to have a sack. Yeah? You think Noah Spence makes the team? Yes. Don't get... If you... If, you, if I... He's good. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't believe that he's good. not good. I, I, I okay. don't believe that he's not good for a minute. I'm a huge fan of Noah Spence. I, I think this 3-4 defense helps him out more than anything else in his Buccaneers career. I think a he's going to flourish, and he's going to play really well. I with me there, but I think he's good. It's just, I mean, I don't know if he's going to start. That's the thing. I think they're going to do a rotation. I think, obviously, Nassib is going to be the one starter. Um, right. On the one side, but um, on the other side, it's either going to be Barrett or Spence. Um, and I mean, also, you know, they're going to be creative. Like you're going to see some things. Like I don't know exactly how much they're going to blitz. I, I really don't. I, I feel like that's sort of. I, I feel like blitzing is something you do when you have a 
when you have players that are comfortable enough in a system to perform that blitz and execute that blitz, because if the blitz is not executed well, it could be disastrous. Because right. if you're blitzing, that's going to leave an open man, possibly, and that's not good. So um, all these exotic blitzes and stuff that you are hearing about, Todd Bowles doing, I don't know if you're going to see it week one, because week one, everybody's trying to get their feet wet. By the way, guys, this is not going to be a pretty football game. Okay? Oh, yeah. It's like, going to be week one football at its finest. Yeah. These these guys, it's gonna be sloppy. Like these guys, like you know how they say in midseason form. Midseason form is your best form, right? At the end of the season, you're wore down, like you, you just are. Yeah. And the beginning of the season, you're you're of energy, but you're sloppy. Yeah. Um, you're you're so, gonna be. It's week by week. You're going to be learning how to execute certain things, how certain things are going to play out. Of good course. thing good thing the Buccaneers have a full week to prepare, right, for the Carolina Panthers the next game, right? <laughs> oh, no, wait, uh, no, they have no, three No, they don't. Of oh, course they okay. don't. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm surprised the NFL just didn't, you know, say, hey, you know, we're going to give you a primetime game, and you're going to play San Francisco on Sunday, and then that Monday night you're going to play Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no just gonna, that's going to be week two. No issues whatsoever. And just to update what we talked about earlier, San Francisco did finish with two total interceptions oh, on my. defense last year. Yeah. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt thinking I was wrong. Nope. That's brutal. That's bad. I remember the interception drought that the Bucks had, but... Uh, There's nothing like that. And also, the 49ers didn't have any interceptions against Jameis Winston when they played in Tampa last year. And Ryan Smith caught the the interception that ended the the, inter- uh, the drought you know, against the 49ers. Ryan Smith won't be playing this game. Uh, so Yeah, um, Ryan Smith missing those first four games with a suspension. Yep. People might have forgotten about that. But, yes, he is yep. suspended the first four games of the regular season. And so. he does not count towards the 53-man roster until he's that suspension is lifted. So That's interesting. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, um, yeah. So, guys, just want to let you know, like, like I said, I don't think they're done adding players. Like, I honestly don't, um, because there's so much. I'm not saying a trade or anything, but there's there's going to be a lot of players cut and. If you think that, you know, this 53 is the 53 they're undoubtedly rolling with, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, because that's just not going to be the case. So, you know, the tough okay, – go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead, and then uh, we'll we'll transition here. All right. Um, sorry about that. No. Um, the, the tough thing to gauge is almost a guy like Mike Edwards or Justin Evans. If both those guys are out, you need some safety depth, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a tough thing to gauge. Injuries, right? Guys with injuries. Um, I, I I think the Bucks have fine depth along most places besides the offensive line, maybe defensive line. So if if they're going to add anybody, I would say. I bet money it's an offensive lineman, but if I had to do a second-place vote, probably be a defensive lineman. Um, but, yeah, I think – also, they said Blaine Gabbert was going to be out. Death probably week one for sure. And maybe week two. So, but I, I think it helps that it's not his throwing shoulder that that got hurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so he should be back by week three, I would guess, and be the backup. Uh, so, and obviously, they're going to keep three quarterbacks again. So Ryan Griffin, yeah. the, the legend of Ryan Griffin, uh, Mister August, as Jason Light likes to call him. You know him. what? Oh. I actually, I actually threw something out on social media before the show, and I almost forgot to go over it. But uh, let's cover it right now. And it regards Mister August. Mr. Peyton Manning of the preseason, Ryan Griffin. 
And it's a question that comes from our buddy Griffin Greatness on Instagram. Oh, this isn't going to be biased at all. <laughs> so, he said, how do you guys think Ryan Griffin did in the preseason, and is he making the team? If so, for how long? Well, uh, long story short, Ryan Griffin played as well as he does any preseason. He had a pretty solid preseason, probably the most consistent buck on the roster this preseason. Um, he did have a two-interception game against Dallas. Neither of those interceptions were really his fault. Um, so, I mean, he played as good as he ever does. He's going to make the team. With Blaine Gabbert coming back in a few weeks, he'll probably still be our third-string guy. You know, you don't want to see him get any action because, of course, that means Jameis probably went down, which you don't want, especially in a contract year. And, um, and also, guys, they don't have a Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore. Yeah, like, no, like I'm sorry, don't. like Ryan Griffin, Blaine Gabbert, they might win you a game. I'm not going to lie. But if you think they're going to come in and win you three, four, or five games, they're just not. No. It's not going to happen. Actually, we're about to see some Fitz magic happen in Miami, which I'm so Uh-oh. excited about. Oh, those, those, I'm so excited. Man, when he beats the Patriots, when 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 he like outdoors Tom Brady, like that's going to be fun. Like they like when when like Tom Brady has like the like a career day, and Ryan Fitzpatrick just outdoors him stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, they play the Patriots week two, so yeah, and and the Bucks play Thursday night week two. And week two, September Sunday, September fifteenth. Week two, Miami, New England, CBS, Ryan one Fitz- o'clock in Miami. Which Tom Brady never wins in Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to deal. I'm going to be watching that game. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is also the type of quarterback. He is in midseason form for only the first three weeks of the season, and then he kind of falls into his normal self. But I'm excited. Uh, but going back, Griffin greatness. Yes, Ryan Griffin did have a good preseason. Uh, he's going to make the team, and he's probably going to be there all season. Let's just you know, for our sake. Hope that he doesn't make the, uh, <laughs> well, not make the team, but make any in-game appearances those first few games. Yeah, you don't want you don't want nobody. Like, yeah, you never want a back. I'm sorry, but you never want a backup making oh, yeah. an appearance. Yeah. Like, you just don't. So we'll start to wrap That's, this episode yeah. up. Believe it or not, we've been going for an hour and ten minutes. Sheesh. Uh, but Evan, I'm gonna throw you on the spot here, Buckaroo. Uh-oh. San Francisco 49ers come to town. What is your final score prediction? Twenty-four to. 20 Buccaneers. Um, yeah. Okay. I, like I said, I, 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 you were pretty much on point with the score. Like, I don't – like, it's, this is not going to be week one versus New Orleans last year. Um, it's not. Like, I don't think anybody expected that, and I don't even know if the Bucks expected that. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, it's not going to be it, – it's not going to be uh, a 48-40 to 40 final. Um, it's more likely to be a 10-7 final than it is a 48-40 final. Yeah, really. Especially since, um, you know, it's a new offense right now. You're still trying to learn it. And the Bucks defense is better. So both ends, I, I think they're just going to be scoring a lot less. So, uh, yeah, 24-20, to I think it's going to be a pretty back-and-forth game. Um, but I do think that the defense is going to have to make a play to seal the deal. I feel like there's going to be maybe not like a, you know, like a – Ball on a ten yard line, ten seconds left. Forty nine ers gonna, you know, win or win or lose. Um, but I feel like, you know, maybe maybe the Forty ers have like no timeouts, but they got the ball with like two minutes and fifteen seconds left or something, and it's you know it's third and ten. They don't get anything really, and that's fourth and ten on the two minute warning. And Bucks have to make a stop, and I feel like they're gonna do it. So oh yeah, 
I'm excited about that defense this year as well. They looked pretty good well, during the preseason. We'll see if they can get to the pass rush, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, or definitely. the passer, I should say. Oh, by the way, if if that pass rush looks non-existent, yeah. Wait until you hear that episode. So, the Buccaneers play the 49ers to open up the regular season coming up next Sunday. Oh, one more thing. Okay. So, you know, guys, how we're doing, like, Wednesday shows and stuff. But after the first week... The game's on a Thursday, so, <laughs> so we were planning on doing it, what, Tuesday? Well, we could probably, I guess we'll do some live game planning here. I'm thinking it's a 425 game. Okay. Well, actually, I'm working till 11, so don't even worry about it. Uh, Monday, during the day, I don't know if you, actually, Monday, I'm going to be busy as well. Oh, uh, my I, I don't God. know if you're busy Brett, Monday Brett, during the Brett, day. Yeah, dude. Killing. Listen, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got a job interview on Monday. Busy man. And then Monday night, a job, actually. A job, a job interviews? Yeah, a job interview Monday. And then Monday night, uh, we have got the Bucks break on 102.5 The Bone. Uh, it's just a little job on the side. It's it's need the extra cash. You know what I'm saying? Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Not doing anything illegal here, are we? Oh, no, no, no. Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> no, not. Um, yeah, so a job interview say, on Monday. Oh, I'm not doing nothing illegal. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but Monday night on 102.5 The Bone here in Tampa Bay, we've got the weekly Bucks break. So we're going to be giving you an instant reaction of that Sunday game. Uh, make sure you give us a call every Monday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, 800-771-1025 is the number to call for those. Give us a call and we'll talk some Buccaneers football. That's every Monday at 10 p.m. But, uh, shoot, I, I mean, I guess Tuesday. Tuesday's the only day. Tuesday's, Tuesday's the only it. day. Tuesday yeah. is it? So Tuesday it is, guys. Well, expected to be Tuesday. If anything changes, what you guys know, but yeah, Tuesday for this one week, and then after that, it's going to be on Wednesday. So expect the show during a, a normal game week. Expect the show to be available on Thursday mornings. But for after the first game, we're going to be then. That's what we're going to do. We're going to review that game, and then we're going to focus one half will be reviewing the the game, and then one half will be previewing the next game. So absolutely. Um. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, honestly, I mean, since this is the last, I know this is running way, way over. You're good, and, man. Um, we, you know, I apologize, but um, this is the last uh, show that we're going to be doing before the game. I mean, yeah. fancy draft, sure, but we're not really going to be talking about the Bucks uh, that much. Like, we're not going to be drafting, analyzing the San Francisco 49ers. So, um, yeah, this is it, guys. So. This uh, is it. You know, if you guys are heading to the game, enjoy the Tim McGraw concert, <laughs> uh, which clearly the Bucks have not sold all the tickets because oh, dude, they are I, constantly promoting that. I get ads um, probably like once an hour. Hey, Bucks fans, yeah, I'm Tim exactly. McGraw. I'm going to be playing a free show at Raymond James Stadium. So, yep, Bucks play the 49ers to open up the season. We are so damn excited because football is finally back. Real football that counts. And... It inject all of it into my veins. I am so ready for this Bucks team Every to last take the field. Drop. I am so excited for this <laughs> Bucks team to take the field, and ladies and gentlemen, you should be too. But with all of that being said, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening or watching with us on video with YouTube or BucksReport.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. The show on Instagram is Cannon Fire Podcast. We are also on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter is Cannon Fire Pod, and of course, Facebook, Cannon Fire Podcast. Voting was extended for the best of the Bay through September 4th. 
So if you're listening to this and you have not voted, go to creativeloafing.com, find the best of the Bay category, and go to best local podcast. Make sure you vote Cannon Fire Podcast. Still plenty of time left to vote. And you can vote once every 24 hours. So if you vote for us once you and go. you feel like voting for us again, make sure you do that damn thing. Go ahead. Shout out to our sponsors at the East Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Youth Football. Their season getting started here. Uh, They are a dominant football team. And if you're looking for something great that you can get your kids involved with athletically, they're based out of Riverview, Florida. It is an awesome program. Uh, And go Bucs, right? We're all Bucs fans. So, of course, you want to see your kids play for the Bucs. East Bay is the team to do it. So make sure you check them out, eastbaybucks.com. Last but not least... Make sure you follow me and my host, Evan, on social media. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, and he is on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks Wave. Evan, any last words, my man? Nope. Just uh, if you guys are going to the game, enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Um, be safe this Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, just enjoy yourselves. Hopefully the, the team puts out a – a good product for you guys that you guys can uh, could cheer about and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. If not, like I said, enjoy the Tim McGraw concert. And if not, look forward to uh, me getting all upset about the pass rush uh, on well on uh, Tuesday and Rhett just you know being depressed. And, oh come on you know, now, come in, on in now. A, in, a, in a black in a black hole of emotion. It'll be it, it'll be a good show next week. And, and that's no matter so- what, it's, it's either going to be like like a really like. Like oh yeah, they did a lot of things good. Like like this is like this is yeah. good, and, yeah. and now they're focused on Carolina. Or it's gonna be like wow, okay, this this team uh, is this Forty Niners team. I'm sorry, this team they should probably beat if if they're yeah. gonna be competitive this year. They and the, I'm sure the Forty Niners fans are saying the same thing. I mean, both teams are kind of in the same boat. Um, but yeah, they should probably beat this Forty Niners team. So if they get manhandled by this Forty Niners team, that's not a good look. Yeah, it's not. But let's hope they can do uh, what a lot of people don't think they can do. Not us, obviously. But let's hope they can go in there and win to open up the season. Very, very excited to see it again. Another key matchup with former Bucks linebacker Quan Alexander. It's going to be a great year. I'm very excited about it. I hope you guys are too. And uh, we're so excited to continue our weekly coverage into this season. And again, man, I can't get over it. The Bucks play an actual football game next week. But thank There's you an so actual much. football game. Bears-Packers. Thursday. Crazy. Less than a week. That is insane. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Make sure you check out our buddies at BucksReport.com. And make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. Until next time, I am Rhett, signing off for Evan, and we'll talk to you next time. Go Bucks! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.